BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you back with us here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. This is a game day edition of the HHC. Hornets preparing to play the number one team in the association, the Golden State Warriors. Rob Long my producer along for another edition another ride if you will on the HHC we got a lot to talk about in this one first off what kind of environment can the Warriors expect to welcome them here on their beginnings of their Eastern Conference road trip Warriors have had a lot of home cooking lately they just wrapped up an eight game homestand so Hornet fans need to bring home one of their favorite sons Steph Curry with a big big crowd at the Hive tonight Spectrum Center also we're going to talk about best player that we've seen so far Steph Curry is getting a lot of buzz early this campaign as maybe a potential MVP once again. So, of all the players the Hornets have gone up against and all the ones they will be, who's the best one we've seen? Who's the best one we haven't? And, of course, we'll preview tonight's game, Hornets versus Warriors, the second of two head-to-head meetings, of course, unless they meet in the NBA Finals. So, Rob Longo, my producer, here with us once again on the HHC. And, Rob, you were in the building the other day as the Hornets beat the New York Knicks to get back to 500. And even though you were in our Hornets Radio Network studios, you could feel the place vibrating, reverberating with every big play put forth from the Hornets. Without a doubt. I mean, this studio that we have down here in the underbelly of the arena is pretty soundproof for the most part, but, you know, if the Hive really gets rocking, I can hear some crowd noise definitely for sure, kind of echoing down the tunnel, and it's just a really great environment. One of the things that I really enjoy about, especially home games, is what I try to do before the game, if I have a couple minutes of downtime, is I try to kind of walk around the concourse, get the vibe, kind of get the feeling of the game day atmosphere. You know, people walking around, getting their pregame food, getting some handouts from the honeybees on the concourse level that sort of stuff trying to watch a couple of warm-ups as well so you know it's usually just such a great atmosphere you know obviously since I'm watching a game on a monitor 
credit to Bally's with the way that they were able to display the atmosphere on the TV broadcast the other night as well. They did a really good job getting some fan shots, showing the emotion of the crowd. Such a great atmosphere. And, you know, now you got a team like Golden State coming in who is just red hot to start the season. You got a local guy in Steph Curry, just played up the road in Davidson, the way that the lineage of the Curry family is and, you know, how much people still love Dell here, especially, you know, as the the color commentator on the Bally's broadcast along with Eric Collins as well. It's just kind of like a perfect storm, I think, as the Hornets come off such a big win against a Knicks team in a very, very raucous atmosphere. And it's just going to get better for that Sunday night showdown. It should be a lot of fun tonight as the Hornets welcome in the Golden State Warriors. All the things you said are true. Steph Curry, a favorite son of Charlotte, coming back with a really good Warriors team. Only one loss so far in the season. It's a proving ground type of moment for this young Hornets team that they've arrived. I think to look back on the first 15 games and say you beat the Brooklyn Nets, who could, by the time the game tonight is over, have the best record in the Eastern Conference, and you beat the Golden State Warriors, who still have the best record in the Western Conference, that would be a pretty good mark to hold, and uh, especially after a five-game losing streak, maybe brought down the expectations of some of the national media members, I think it would put it right back up through the roof once again. But crowd makes a difference, and unlike last year, where everything was kind of a a locked-off, sterile environment, yeah, there were travel advantages some teams would have from having a team being a little road weary now home court advantage is a little more real that crowd being on top of you being after you being loud against you or for you makes a difference and we could feel that the other night against the new york knicks the hornets fans yeah there were some knicks fans in the building but they were drowned out pretty quickly uh the hornets players made sure of it the hornets fans themselves made sure of it and it was noticed by the players on the floor terry rozier we talked to after the win and i asked him point blank what kind of atmosphere do you expect on Sunday against Golden State. Oh, it's going to be crazy. We know that. We need everybody to come out here. We, we need everybody's support just like tonight so we can get this win. So you heard the man. Those are the expectations of one of your leaders, Terry Rozier, for tonight at the Hive Spectrum Center. You can get your tickets right now, even while you're listening to this podcast. Go to Hornets.com for all the latest information. All right, the Hornets are taking on the Warriors tonight, including, of course, Steph Curry. He is one of the best players in the NBA, one of the early favorites, not just based off reputation but based off quality of play to be the MVP of the league. I know it's early but people are already trying to give Miles Bridges most improved player of the year and I don't want to stop encouraging them from doing that so I will indulge here on the MVP conversation as well. So coming up next Rob Longo and I will give the best players we've seen so far this season and the ones we're most excited to see that are yet to come either here to Spectrum Center or just in general on the Hornets calendar. That's next here on the Hornets Hivecast. I'm not anti-aging. I'm pro-looking my best. Getting cosmetic surgery at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates has me looking young again and filled with the confidence I need to take on the day. From Botox to rhinoplasty to facelifts, Senta offers facial plastic surgery from specially trained eye and ENT doctors who are familiar with how all parts of the face work. Feel like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the HHC, the Hornets Hivecast Game Day Edition Hornets taking on the Golden State Warriors. And they'll bring to town Steph Curry, who has been brilliant to start this season. Golden State still playing without the services of Clay Thompson. Hope is that he'll be able to get back sooner rather than later. But for now, he is still absent. And you look at how this Warriors team has managed to get to this point 
relatively speaking, unscathed. A lot of it has to do with Steph Curry. He has just been spectacular out there on the floor, averaging 27 points per game, six boards, six assists, crazy passes, leading a young team, plus Draymond Green, of course, to a very, very good record and a very good start. And they've had the advantage of playing at home a lot. I know that. But still, you don't get to 10-1, 11-1 without being a good team and having a good leader. And Steph Curry is certainly that. So with him getting all this MVP buzz, I wanted to bring up this question. We'll have the Rob Rules in effect, and we'll let Rob Longo go first. Who is the best player the Hornets have seen so far, either based off their performance against Charlotte or just overall? And who's the best player they have not seen? Rob, are, you're first. Are you sure you want to give me the first privilege of this? Well, if you can manage to pick one guy for each answer, I think it's fine. If well, you I'm rattle gonna, off eight, then that's a problem. Well, no, I'm just going to go with Steph Curry. I mean, right. the way that he's just been shooting lights out. I mean, he's the guy that can turn the game on its head sideways whenever he wants to. He's just such a good shooter. It's incredible what he's able to do. Obviously, he didn't have the best of games against the Hornets, and it was kind of the Jordan Poole show when the Hornets were out in Golden State a couple of weeks ago. Hopefully, you know, knock on wood, it's kind of a repeat performance of that tonight, but, you know, you can't count on Steph not reaching his average of 20-plus points. It's just unfathomable that he's not going to get there. So, you know, Steph Curry, for me, is the best player that the Hornets have seen by far this season and probably will see. Curry is a good pick, and even in that game where, you're right, he didn't shoot well against the Hornets. He was 3 of 11 from deep, 6 of 15 overall, 15 points, about 10-plus below his normal scoring average. He still had 8 rebounds. He still had 9 assists, so he almost had a triple-double out there. Uh, It was the Jordan Poole show, but that stat line against the Hornets is really why I didn't look at him as being my player to watch for this one, just because I thought that, as great as he is, I kind of want to give it to some one who really had a tremendous performance, win or lose, against the Hornets. And so that's why I'm going with another player who is presumed to be a favorite and rightfully so for MVP, Kevin Durant. He had 38 in the game against the Hornets in Brooklyn that Charlotte won, 111-95, but he was brilliant. He 17 of 24, 2 for 6 from 3. He's so long. He's such an accurate shooter. He's so good about getting to his spots. The man is always open. He's never not open. He can always shoot over just about anyone. I think this Nets team is built around the thought that if they get Kyrie Irving back, if they have James Harden playing at a higher level, if the the whole team is healthy enough, they can give enough support that arguably the greatest player active right now can lead them. I think that's the concept around the team. But night to night, can they be beaten? Of course they can, because if it's just Kevin Durant against everyone else, they're susceptible. And that's what that game against the Hornets turned into. Kevin Durant was brilliant. He had 38 points, but there was only one other player in double figures was James Harden. He scored 15. He had eight assists and eight turnovers, and the Hornets played a much better team game. Ish Smith had a season high in that one, I think 15. Miles Bridges went for 32. LaMelo Ball had 18, and they just were able to pull through in the second half shut down Brooklyn in the fourth quarter, and walk out of there with a big win. But even with all that said, best player I think I've seen so far this year is Kevin Durant, because even in a loss where his team didn't play well, man, still went for 38. When you brought this topic up, I was like, do I want to go with Kevin Durant or do I want to go with Steph Curry? But to the credit of the Hornets, they've seen a lot of good talent. I mean, Miami has a lot of good players. Brooklyn obviously has some good players as well. And then, you know, there's always Damian Lillard in Portland that is, you know, always on game time. So John Morant Morant is Good. John Moran has played extremely well this season, too. They have played so many good players that it's really impressive when you think about it that the Hornets are 7-7 seven and seven right now based off the talent that they've played. Here's question two. Again, you get to go first. 
best player we have yet to see, the one you're most excited to see? Well, the dark horse one that you could maybe mention that the Hornets haven't seen yet is LeBron James because he didn't play in that Lakers game technically, but I'm going to go with Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, he is just a one-man wrecking crew, can shoot, drive, block. I mean, the guy just does it all. I mean, obviously, we've seen what he's been able to do time and time again, especially in the finals the past season, so kind of a no-brainer that I got to go with Giannis. It's fair. Uh, Giannis was at the top of my list, too, and and again, all the same reasons you said. Uh, they're the reigning champs. He's a two-time MVP. Bucks aren't playing as well right now, quite frankly, and the surprising part of it is, even though they've had a lot of road games, not as many as the Hornets to this point, but a lot of them, they haven't performed well at home. They're like one in four at home, or so you know, it's a team that's still trying to find itself, maybe a post-championship, not hangover, but you play so many more games, sometimes you're going to catch teams that have had more rest, they're gunning for the champ, and you take a loss that you ordinarily wouldn't take. I think that really hurt Miami a lot the season before, so maybe some of that is coming into play for Milwaukee right now. Well, they also have some new pieces this year. I mean, they're trying to incorporate Grayson Allen. They lost some people in the front court too, so they're trying to retool the roster a little bit and try to get that chemistry going as well. So I understand where you're coming from. Best player for me, since the Rob rules are in effect and you took Giannis Antetokounmpo, I'm going to take Nikola Jokic, the reigning MVP. He's so solid. He has some of these box scores. I remember one last year where he had, I think, 12 points, 14 rebounds, 11 assists, where he's able to influence the game. Nikola Jokic... He's someone who it feels like he's dominating the game so much more, and sometimes the stat line doesn't even support that fact, but you just notice his presence, his size, his influence on the game in so many different ways. He's a special player, so I'm excited to see him. The good news for the Hornets playing in the Eastern Conference against the West is that they only have to see him twice, Um, but uh, that time is coming. Hornets are going to head out on another long road trip in less than a month's time, and they'll visit the Denver Nuggets as a part of it just before Christmas. Actually, it's the last game of that road trip, so just a little bit more than a month away from that one. But that'll be a big game, and it'll be exciting to see what the Hornets look like against Nikola Jokic. I'm excited especially to see how Mason Plumlee fares against him, because I think that's a big part of the calculus for this team, taking the next step. Big centers were a problem for the Hornets last season. Joel Embiid had some big games. Nikola Jokic had some big games. I'm interested to see how much better the Hornets are able to handle those situations. You're never going to be able to stop an MVP candidate or winner but you can try and slow them down and Mason Plumlee maybe is the answer to that. So my answer to my own question of player we haven't seen yet that I'm most interested in seeing since you took Giannis Antetokounmpo, I will take the reigning MVP, Nikola Jokic. One player we don't have to wait much longer to see, fans in Charlotte don't have to wait much longer to see either, is Steph Curry. One of Charlotte's favorite sons is in town tonight to bring his Warriors to town for the start of their Eastern Conference road trip. We will preview the game for you next here on the Hornet Tivecast brought to you by Senta. Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today.
Game day edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the HHC. And Rob, this one, this is box office, to steal a, a term from James Booknight. This is the top two offenses in the NBA. Two of the better three-point shooting teams in the NBA. Two of the best fast-break teams in the NBA. Two of the best teams in terms of pace in the NBA. Everything that makes for exciting, intense NBA basketball is in line for this one. You can't always control if it's close, but you can control or you can kind of account for what kind of game you expect. Just got done with a game against the New York Knicks where it was a battle of who can dictate the pace of this one. Hornets want to play fast. Knicks want to grind it down. Hornets were able to dictate the pace in the second half and thus took over the game. I think this one against the Warriors, both teams like to play fast. Both teams like to shoot the three. Both teams have exciting players. And while you wish you could see Golden State, a part of you does, with Klay Thompson and and at full strength, it's still going to be a great show. So I'm looking forward to it. Before we get to stats to watch for this one, Rob, give me your initial look at this game and what you're most looking forward to. So obviously we know what happened the last time that these two teams played as the Hornets fell out in Golden State. And like I mentioned in a previous segment, Jordan Poole just kind of went off and kind of came out of nowhere a little bit in the first half. And then Steph Curry obviously had a typical Steph Curry game and Draymond Green played just as well. So, you know, the thing that I'm looking for is the Hornets to kind of jump out early in this one a little bit because as much as we talked about Golden State having a favorable schedule with an eight-game homestand, they have to come all the way across the country after playing against Chicago Friday night. So they got to either A, take a red eye after that game and try to get adjusted quickly or try to get in to Charlotte at some point and come all the way across the country to not allow that time change to really affect them a whole lot. So sometimes when you get those teams off those long plane rides, they're a little bit sluggish to start off the game with. And that's the other thing too is, you know, you talked about the three-point shooting. The Hornets did not shoot the three ball very well in the first half on Friday. Two of 16 beyond the arc to start the first half and then, you know, obviously they picked it up in the third and fourth quarters. But when you have a team that is coming across the country that might be able to start off a little bit slower than they normally are, and if you can jump on them early and just kind of have them play catch up a little bit, I think it's going to go a long way to favor the Hornets tonight. Time for stat to watch, player to watch uh, for both teams. I'll start on the stat to watch, and I think it's the three-point line. Hornets did not shoot the ball well from deep against the Knicks. They were able to overcome it by forcing turnovers, getting into the open floor, and uh, really just the the one-on-one dominance in that second half by Gordon Hayward and Miles Bridges helped get them over the finish line. That's not as easy to accomplish against a team that's also a prolific scoring squad in Golden State. They're also one of the better defenses in the NBA, and some of these stats, I think, could be seen as misleading because they've played so many home games. They've had less games than a lot of teams in the NBA, so there's been a rest factor and a home floor factor that's been in the Warriors' favor that's just not going to be the case moving forward. But that said, I don't think there's anything false about their record. Maybe you would say if they had a 50-50 home road split, maybe there's an extra loss in there. Maybe. I don't know. I think they're that good. But I think three-point shooting is something the Hornets are going to have to have in this one. Doesn't mean they have to make 25, but it means they can't shoot 25% and still win this game from deep. Yeah, I agree with you there, but because of that reasoning, I think that the points in the paint are going to be a big 
thing for the Hornets to really kind of hammer home in case that three-point shooting is not there. Like you said, they were able to overcome that poor three-point shooting Friday night against the Knicks by driving and slashing through the lane and scoring those tough buckets. Now, I know that you know the Knicks and the Warriors are two completely different teams when it comes to that defensive mindset, just the way that Tom Thibodeau teams are coached, and that, that mentality just kind of trickles down to the rest of the squad. But obviously, the Warriors like to get out and they like to run a little bit too, but they, you know they'll try to speed you up as well. So, you know, the fact that the Hornets were able to kind of score and slow down a little bit against New York, and even though they wanted to dictate the pace of play, the fact that they were able to score in a half court a little bit more was definitely a really promising sign, I thought, because, you know, sometimes when you're going, you know, shot for shot against a team like Golden State and that pace is just running wild, sometimes you need to slow the ball down a little bit just to kind of get your bearings. You know, sometimes after a made basket, it's okay to slow the tempo down a little bit, get in your half court set and score a meaningful bucket, especially when you need one to avoid those long stretches without points. And that's something that we saw against Golden State that really hurt the Hornets in that second half. One more note before we get to players to watch here. And again, it goes back to the schedule. We talked about this last podcast. I think the Hornets are better than a 500 team because the seven and seven record doesn't necessarily account for the fact that the Hornets were on the road more than any other team and have not had back to back day's rest yet golden state schedule again i do think this is a first place in the western conference caliber of team but they've had a good schedule they've had just wrapped up eight straight games at home and of their wins so far this season they've had the benefit of playing oklahoma city twice playing new orleans once playing minnesota once and they've also played houston in there as well one time most of those games being at home Oklahoma City is a surprising 10th seed right now in the West. Houston, Minnesota, New Orleans are all in the bottom of the Western Conference. So a lot of the wins against squads that are below 500 for Golden State. Now they'll get a test going on the road here. All right. All that being said, players to watch for this one. Rob, you get to go first. Let's start with the visiting Golden State Warriors. If you're going to give me the low-hanging fruit, I will just go ahead and say Steph Curry because, like I mentioned, I don't think it's going to be another situation where he scores below his average like he did the last time that these two teams met. So, you know, you try to keep him in check as best as he can. I'm sure there's a little bit of extra sauce on the on the Curry because he's coming home, playing you know in his hometown crowd where obviously he's going to have a lot of support. Yeah, I mean, I think Steph Curry is just kind of got the guy you got to watch for. I think it's a no-brainer. I'll take Andrew Wiggins then, uh, a guy who's had some big games already this season. He had a 35-point performance against Minnesota. That's more than double his scoring average. He hasn't really been at that level consistently, and that's one of the scary things about the Warriors is they're doing all this. They've gotten off to this tremendous start without Klay Thompson, without James Wiseman, and with one of their other stars, Andrew Wiggins, not really hitting his stride yet. He's really only had a couple of games where he's gone north of 20, and we know this to be one of the top scorers in the NBA. He has been a 20-point-per-game guy several times already in his career, and he's shooting the ball fairly well to start this season. So I'll take Andrew Wiggins. He's someone I think the Hornets have to keep their eye eye on if they want to get this win. Rob, your Hornets player to watch for this game tonight against Golden State. Everyone. Okay. I just wanted not... to, I just wanted to see what your face was going to be when I said that. The Rob rules are in effect, I, Rob. That's why I wanted I wanted to see what your face reaction was. Uh it wasn't as great as I thought it would be. So, good job on the poker face. <laughs> but uh give me Terry Rozier. I'll take T-Row just because we've talked about it a couple times especially after Friday's game about how he hasn't quite hit his stride yet. Obviously, he had one of his better games since coming back from his ankle injuries with 18 points, 2 of 5 from beyond the arc. So, 
I think a little bit of his three-point shooting and a reason that his shot attempts are down a little bit is because of the emergence of Miles Bridges and how his shot volume has gone up. So I think we'll see Terry Rozier get back to those original levels that we've seen in years past eventually. He's just not quite there yet because of the way that Miles is playing. Now, if Miles ever goes into a slump, which hopefully at this point he doesn't, but, you know, everybody hits cold streaks during the season at some point. So, you know, once that happens, I'm looking at Terry Rozier to really take a step forward, but we've said it a lot last year. Clutch time is Terry time. Might be a game situation tonight where we need a clutch bucket, so we'll see what happens. Looking for a replay from last season, huh? That would be pretty fun. I mean, maybe just so we're nice and the basketball gods are with us. We don't wish double technicals on Draymond Green. Well, yeah. But uh, other than that, you know, maybe a repeat of last year would be it. It'd be pretty fun against, you know, Golden State, who has, you know, one of the best records in the association. And oh, by the way, it's going to be a packed hive. And we got a full crowd this year. So, you know, could you imagine that Terry Rozier buzzer beater last year? I was just going to say, it, it was a signature moment. It's one I'll never forget from a, a, an unbelievable season on so many different levels. But part of it was the eeriness of the silence of Spectrum Center, generally speaking, after a game winner in a thriller of a contest made by Terry Rozier. And yeah, I, I've wondered what would it have sounded like if the building was packed? How long would the reverberations go throughout the crowd? Maybe, just maybe, we'll get our answer tonight. My player to watch is Miles Bridges. He had a really good game against Golden State on the road. Unfortunately, he didn't have a lot of help. Uh, Gordon Hayward was kind of the consistent guy throughout that road trip. He was 20-point game, 23-point game, 22. He was he was always right in that spell, but it was other players that would kind of come up and down. Miles Bridges was one of them, but that was one of the games he was up for. 32 points and nine rebounds in that one. He also knocked down five threes. He's also going up against another alum of Michigan State who's very much accomplished in the game, obviously, in Draymond Green. Uh, those two have a lot of respect for each other, a lot of admiration for each other, and I'm looking forward to Miles Bridges going up against him. This is one of those statistics where, you know, sometimes I say something's a focal point and and people might think, oh, that means they have to win it. He doesn't have to win the plus-minus against Draymond Green. He needs to keep it close. You look back at that last game against Golden State. Yeah, Miles Bridges went for 32, but he was a minus nine in his minutes on the floor. Draymond Green only scored five points. He was a plus 26. So Draymond Green, five points, 10 rebounds, eight assists that last game. That's kind of a normal Draymond Green scoring line these days and I think it's on Miles Bridges to try and influence that in any way he can try and win his minutes against Draymond Green easier said than done as good as the Warriors are and as good as he is Green is as an individual but I think this is a good challenge here for Miles Bridges and this is a good litmus test for this team hey are they really a top four contender in the Eastern Conference. If you want to be, you got to find a way to take games off of other elite teams. And Golden State certainly qualifies as one of those now. It's not a must win. I'm not saying the Hornets aren't going to be a top four seed if they don't take this one, but it would certainly be a nice message to the rest of the NBA, much like that win over Brooklyn earlier this year was for the Hornets to get in their win column. To be the man, you got to beat the man. The man is coming to the building tonight, whether that's Steph Curry or Draymond Green, whoever you want to designate, or just the Warriors in general. The best record in the NBA will be in the building tonight. Tickets are available at Hornets.com. We hope to see you at the Hive. Reminder to tune in tomorrow. We'll have our postgame breakdown of this one. All the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team, the Charlotte Hornets, coming at you again tomorrow. And then it'll be... For the first time all season, Rob Longo, back-to-back off days. But that doesn't mean an off day for the Hornets Hivecast. No, sir. We will have our first 
feature edition of the HHC for the 2021-2022 regular season. Our special guest is going to be Nick Richards, center for the Hornets. He's starting to emerge with this team, and we're going to get to know Nick a little bit better. His journey to the NBA, his time in Kentucky, his time growing up in the Bahamas, what his interests were, what he's looking forward to most for the rest of this season and beyond in his NBA career. So some things to look forward to here as we roll along on the Hornets Hivecast. That's going to do it for this edition of the HHC. For Rob Longo and everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.